NBA All-Star Weekend. Guys, not the weather I would have wanted for you. But the good times are to be had. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. What, what do you need to know? Where to go? What to do? Ask. 317-239-9393. 317-239-9393. We will answer your questions. We will help you be entertained while you are in Indianapolis. Have a good time. Spend all of your money. Max out the credit cards. You're not gonna you're not gonna pay them anyway. Max no, do not. Do not engage in any level of fraud. Make sure you pay your bills. And just spend all your money here. And then go home safely. That's all we can ask for. Nothing more, nothing less. The big news right now is that Alexander Navalny. The Russian opposition leader who has been jailed by Vladimir Putin is dead. That story coming out in the last hour. A claim that he went for a walk and then fell ill. 47 years old. He didn't just fall ill. He was in a penal colony north of the Arctic Circle. What does it mean for Russia? What does it mean for for world affairs? This I can't answer the question of. What I can tell you is that anybody who thinks that Vladimir Putin is just some nice guy trying to run a country, well, that's uh, that's cute. Very, very, very cute. Also, as we have discussed this conversation of office space as we discuss the economy very very often this conversation of office space is growing by leaps and bounds when you realize that the space is plentiful and nobody is filling it people aren't coming back to the office there are now businesses forcing people to come back to the office and uh, people still aggressively aggressively resisting so now you take a look at where the values are you take a look at what's being offered there is office space in this 20 trillion dollar commercial real estate market that are being offered for 50 cents on the dollar you can get office towers in los angeles that are selling on 45 percent less than it took to purchase it a decade ago Now, some of these things I think are here to stay. The way people work is changing. But it's very obvious that plenty of businesses have stated that this um, telecommuting, if you will, doesn't work for us. Provides no value. We're not getting enough done. We're not getting enough out of the people. And that's going to force people into the office. Does this then move people to go back to the office or does it move them to, you know what, I'll just do something on my own. I live in the world of being able to create a dollar anywhere. I spoke with somebody yesterday. I was at a huge uh, uh, event uh, kickoff to the All-Star Weekend, which involved a, uh, a cigar event and signing with Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Um, uh, Food Network, uh, of course, Diners, Drives, and Dives, and got a chance to talk to him. If you listen to Eat, Drink, Smoke this weekend, you'll hear our interview with Guy Fieri. It was over at Blend Bar Cigar. Uh, it, dude, if you told me a 1,000 people walked through the door, I'd totally believe you. It was crazy crazy what what took place nutty as can be huge huge event 
and and was was thrilled about it. And you know, we we spoke to him about how how restaurants are dealing with with people coming back to downtowns. Uh, how 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 you you know try and adapt uh, to 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 these things, right? How how does this come about and 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 build about how do you how do you survive this stuff and you, you then have conversations about where are you finding the, the 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 people right all of these ways that people are making a, a living and spoke to a guy there who i i know just uh through through a medical situation had to retire from his gig and i said so what's the plan he goes what do you mean what's the plan i started uber the next day long term career had to end it, started Uber the next day. It's a fascinating thing to watch where people have these options and these opportunities and maybe they don't have to worry about going back to the office and how does one deal with that? This then translates back to, well, how do the office buildings deal with this? How do they deal with this? Because the answer is um, clearly based on what things are going for, not well. Not well at all. And does that make the office space now uh, a buy, something you should purchase? Well, who's renting it? The problem is compounding itself, and there's no end, really, that I see in sight. Curious how this is going to affect downtown Indianapolis. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. look at Fonnie Willis on the stand and say that's a strong woman. Some people look at Fonnie Willis on the stand and say, what the hell am I looking at? There is a massive cultural divide here. And one that will start asking the question, I think if they are honest, yeah, but is there a right and a wrong? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Now, uh, before anything, let us just hit it right out of the gate. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. Bonnie Willis is the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, bringing the charges against President Trump and others, utilizing RICO, racketeering predicates, saying uh, this was trying to uh, uh, coordinate, steal, fix an election. Well, it turns out she hired her lover, Nathan Wade, to be the prosecutor, paying him more than she would have paid other people. He was then paying for vacations that they both took, and she was allegedly paying him back with cash. There is a level of improperness here that cannot be described because of what it looks like is money laundering. That's my take. Not a legal expert. My take. I did, however, watch four episodes of Night Court, so I think I've got a basic understanding of the law. You pay a guy more than anybody else would have been paid. You get taken on vacations to Belize and to Aruba and and to wine country. And then you pay him back with cash. Why? Because you always had cash in the house. Your, your, uh, Your father always told you to keep cash in the house. And besides, the cash that you gave Nathan Wade wasn't that serious. Hold on a second. There we go. Um, same with Aruba. You don't know where that cash came from either, right? Ma'am, you are mischaracterizing my testimony greatly. Um, I'm not going to allow you to mischaracterize my testimony. 
I know that I keep money in my house. The amounts of money I gave Mr. Wade, it was never that serious. I don't think I've ever handed him more than $2,500 in a reimbursement. So we're not talking about $20,000 in cash. I don't have $20,000 in cash right now. The most I ever gave him, I know I gave him $2,500 when we went to Belize because we went to one um, hotel and then we went to a second hotel. That $2,500 I actually gave him while we were still in Belize. I know that the Aruba trip, the one that you described with his mom, I think I gave him about $2,000 for that trip for like total. His mom uh, went to Aruba with you? The Aruba trip. So I consider that to be one trip. So okay. we got off of a cruise ship and then we went to Aruba, which is why I cannot remember is that the time that we had to stay in Miami to wait for the flight for Aruba. <laughs> I consider that one trip that we didn't like come back to Atlanta and leave. We went, we flew down to Miami. We got on a cruise ship. We spent a couple of days with his mama. We came back to Miami. When we came back to Miami, either that day or the next day, we flew to Aruba. We spent a few days in Aruba and we came back. That was really one trip. Even though we went two places, it was one trip. The Fulton County DA took a cruise, then went to Aruba in one trip. How's your career going? Got a lot of got a lot of vacations that involve cruises and trips to Aruba that he paid for on his business credit card, but she paid him back in cash by giving him twenty five hundred dollars while they were in Belize. Okay, I totally believe that. No, wait, I don't. I don't believe that. And she has been on the stand just. I mean, it, it's, it's been unbelievably dismissive. Isn't it true that you met Mr. Wade October 2019 at the judge's conference? We haven't gotten to the point where Ms. Willis should be treated hostile. I think we have. I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be here. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchants. Thank you. Merchants' interests are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. The lawyer's interests are contrary to democracy. That gets said from the stand. Now, the, the whole, she, I mean, accusing uh, the lawyers of you're lying and nothing's wrong. How dare you? And then, of course, there are the people who are looking at this and say, look how they treat a black woman. What do you, what do you, what do you mean, look how they treat a black woman? Well, look how they treat her. They would never do this to a white woman. Fonnie Willis is the district attorney. Fonnie Willis was involved in a sexual relationship with the guy she hired to be the prosecutor. Fonnie Willis took the vacations that he paid for, and she claims that she paid him back in cash and there are no receipts. Look how they treat a black woman? Um, that is, of course, uh, the, going to be the thing that you hear all weekend long. I think there is another question. The responses from Fonnie Willis will entail, when she's off the stand, look at how they treat black women. As if somehow no question can be asked because of the color of her skin. The question itself is proof of the bigotry. Well, I don't know if that's a cultural divide or if that's a political insanity.
Because I got to hope it's a political insanity. Because if that's a cultural divide, whoo, we're in a rougher spot than I thought. But so we understand this, this testimony yesterday. And so we understand where I'm at. I would call this money laundering. That's me. You pay a guy. He then provides you with services, this case vacations. And you make a claim that you paid him back in cash. No one ever got paid back anything. No receipts, no nothing. You paid the extra, then you got the kickback. Now, maybe it's a kickback. Maybe it's money laundering. I'll leave that to a lawyer. What I know is, I'm pretty sure that doesn't pass any smell test for legality or for decency. That's the issue. Tell me I'm wrong. Matt Paris got traffic. What's up, Matthew? Let's take it to the videotape. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Because I don't think people understand the death of Alexei Navalny and what it means. The Russian opposition leader, jailed by Vladimir Putin, died in prison at the age of 47. They claim he went for a walk and then fell ill and then went completely unconscious. But, you know, an ambulance was called. Well, let's go to the Wayback Machine, shall we? Let's go to the Wayback Machine. This is from... What year is this from? Is this from 2021? That's what I thought. This is Joe Biden, President of the United States, speaking about Alexei Navalny. Speaking about this possibility. The question that was asked is, and I quote, the second question is, what will it mean for U.S.-Russia relationship if Alexei Navalny were to die or to be killed in prison? This was a guy who was absolutely opposed to Putin's leadership, spoke out aggressively about it, didn't have to come back to Russia, did and knew he was going to be jailed and did it anyway. You want to talk about actual bravery. Not this bullcrap we see on TV. Actual, real, significant, palpable, valuable. Look at that kid's bravery. This is how Joe Biden responded to the question. Every world leader here as a member of NATO that spoke today and most of them mentioned it, thanked me for meeting with Putin now. Every single one that spoke, and I think there were probably about 10 or 12 that spoke to it, saying they were happy that I did that, that I was going to do that. And they thought it was thoroughly appropriate that I do. And I had discussions with them about, in the open, about what they thought was important from their perspective and what they thought was not important. And so the interesting thing is, I know, and I'm not being critical of the press, I really mean this, give my word, 
But generically, you all thought was Biden meeting him too soon. I haven't found a world leader who doesn't think it's not soon. Um, it's just just soon enough. Everyone that I've spoken to. Privately and publicly it doesn't mean there aren't some out there, but it's not on, it's not likely that a head of state is going to stand up in front of 29 other heads of state and say, boy, I'm glad you're doing this in effect. So there is a consensus. And they thanked me for being willing to talk with them about the meeting and what I was uh, what I intended to do. So I, I haven't found any re, any reluctance. There may be someone, but not in open today or in the meetings I privately had as well. And uh, Navalny's death would be another indication that Russia has little or no intention of abiding by basic fundamental human rights. It would be a tragedy. It would do nothing but hurt his relationships with the rest of the world, in my view, and with me. Well, he has no relationship with you. This is Joe Biden 2021. He has no relationship with you. And you'll notice in 2021, when he was already fading, how much stronger he sounded than he does today. Anybody who doesn't understand that, of course, Vladimir Putin has a globalist agenda. Of course, he has a power agenda. Of course, he is a murderer. We're going to pretend that somehow he's a misunderstood guy who knows a whole lot about history? A totally revisionist history that makes Russia look like the good guy. And oh, by the way, we have a claim here, we have a claim there, we have a claim to this, we have a claim to that. We have a claim to Poland. Mexico still wants to claim California. What does that matter? Navalny's dead. Of course he was killed. As Leland Vitter put it, that Russia says they're going to investigate um, Navalny's death is like OJ saying he's looking for the real killers. Now the question is, will Joe Biden be held to his word? Is he now going to bring some consequence together He stated that the consequences in an interview, I think, with Jonathan Lemire would be, quote unquote, devastating. Okay, What are they? Now, you might be asking, Tony, are you looking for Biden to start a war with Russia? No, 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 no. Let's let's be clear about something. All I'm doing is noticing what the man said. He said that uh, uh, this would be uh, uh, another indication uh, that Russia is not interested in basic fundamental human rights and it would hurt his relationship with the rest of the world. In another interview, he said that it would be devastating, that it would relate to something or go back to something devastating for Russia. So now the question is, Not am I looking for war. The answer is, oh, hell no. What's Joe Biden going to do about it? What is Joe Biden going to do? Because he already made his claim. He already stated 
that he was going to respond. He already stated that this would be unacceptable. Well, it just happened. I want to know what Joe Biden's going to do. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Party till 50 Cent shows up. So now, Matt Bear, we can say it. NBA All-Star Weekend is officially a party. It wasn't before, it is now. Because 50 Cent, he is going to be throwing some of the NBA Weekend All-Star parties. I, I, I don't know where they are. I did get, I got an email. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, that he's doing some event. He has a uh, a cognac, Branson, B-R-A-N-S-O-N, BransonCognac.com. And he's doing some event, and I'm not going to say where. It was, hey, Tony, just wanted to let you know, this is a, a non-media event. He, he's he's no, no photographers, no media. This is just for fans of, of the cognac. And I wrote back because I thought that was a weird kind of thing to, to say to me. I don't think they're being rude. They just wanted me to know because of eat, drink, smoke, and you know you, you're not going to be able to ask questions. I was like, go have a, go have an event for the fans. Absolutely. So he should. Do we know who Fifty Cent is? The 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 rapper. The I, I well, I'm going to say mogul. I don't know if the people use the term mogul anymore. But very very focused on the money. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I didn't, um, I didn't have a, a reason to, to go and, and, and ask questions of him. He's going to be doing a, an event for, for fans. Go do the event for fans. I, if, if you're a celebrity of any kind, what, what's better that you, you, you talk through, uh, an interview or you talk directly to people? Go talk directly to people. It doesn't bother me any. I'm glad you're an indie. Have a great time. Spend your money. Help other people spend their money. Good stuff. But if you do want to reach more people, like like 50 Cent needs any help whatsoever. I mean, Eat, Drink, Smoke is on 65 radio stations across the country. So, you know, talking to me isn't the worst idea in the world. Oh, I'd have questions for 50 Cent. Oh, they'd be all. It would be all economics, celebrities in 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 the uh, in the drink game, because it's it's been wildly successful for so many. Did you know that Sammy Hagar, when he did Cabo Wabo, so I I, I for some reason had forgotten that he sold Cabo Wabo the tequila. He sold it for a hundred million. I mean, he was doing celebrity tequila or celebrity drink before anybody. And then you take a look at what Clooney made on his tequila. And you realize that people do tequila because it's so much easier to get into than bourbon. Bourbon takes time. Bourbon takes years. Tequila takes months. There are far different rules and regulations. Now, there's a question about how you're making the tequila, you know, the the type of agave, things like this. 
And I was at this event last night uh, with, with Guy Fieri, uh, Food Network, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and he has Santo Tequila, which is Sammy Hagar getting back into the tequila business. It's the two of them. It's Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri uh, doing doing all the types of tequila. You, they've got a Blanco. They, they, they've got an Añejo. They've got a Reposado. So they're they're launching that as well, and it 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 does work because people who are fans will then do do the thing, and then if a brand can build enough and you can keep the celebrity connection, that's the marketing. It, it was so much of of any of the alcohol world, bourbon or tequila, what have you, cognac, the marketing is everything. It's different than on the cigar side, the marketing of the bottle on your table. It doesn't matter if the juice necessarily is good or not. And that's not a knock on any of the uh, of of what's out there. With the cigar, it doesn't matter. All the marketing in the world, if the cigar is not pleasing to the palate, people will not buy it again. Cigar smokers won't do it. The bottle, they'll do it for the marketing of being able to advertise or look at the bottle on our table. The cigar smoker will not go back to the cigar that isn't good. So when you put your name to a cigar, it's a far different experience. In a far different bet than putting your name on a bottle. But still, putting your name on a bottle means something, and you got to be able to move a market with it. And that's the question I'd like to talk to 50 Cent about. That's the thing. So, welcome to Indy, and uh, let's talk. <laughs> 